Hoopball Podcast listeners. Are you a fantasy expert and want to write or podcast for Hoopball? Do you have aspirations of covering a team? Are you a master of sales and want to earn some cash on the phones? Well, we've got good news. Hoopball's recruiting. If you think you have what it takes, hit us up at Hoopball Fantasy on Twitter or by emailing teamhoopball at hoop-ball.com. Again, that's at Hoopball Fantasy on Twitter or emailing teamhoopball at hoop-ball.com. The following is a Hoopball presentation. Welcome back to another episode of NBA Tonight. I'm one of your hosts, as always, Doug. You can find me on Twitter at KYProBasketball, where I tweet out nightly stats of all players who have gone pro for the Commonwealth of Kentucky. I'm joined here with Brent. How's it going, Brent? Hey, Doug. How are you? Uh, once again, I'm Brent Carlson, and you can find me on Twitter at TheFantasyDick. Uh, excited here to, to get started. Yeah, so there's been a lot going on, Brent, in the NBA bubble. Of course, as always, we're going to give you guys our uh, our point of view of the NBA bubble from outside the bubble here. Uh, we're looking at the drama that's going on. And, you know, it's just – I think these guys are being cooped up for a long time. They're ready to, to get family in there. They've been away from their families for a while. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're getting tense. Uh, tensions are high. They've been around each other for a while, but CP3 and Duncan Robinson got into a little tiff uh, the other night in the game. CP3 actually was falling out of bounds and threw the ball at Duncan Robinson, kind of hitting him pretty hard as he fell out of bounds. Uh, You know, right after that, the very next play coming down, uh, Jimmy Butler took it upon himself to protect his young player there and dropped the shoulder in the CP3, knocked him, uh, I guess would say would have been in the uh, the stands, but there's nobody in the stands right now. So <laughs> they've been uh, they've been going at it pretty good down there in the bubble, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're you called it last week when when you said tensions were getting high and and you know there's only so much fishing and that you and you could do and free rides at Disneyland or whatever it is they have to to relax and you know I, good for you know one Chris Paul, nothing wrong with what Chris Paul did. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a it's just a you know in a heat of the moment bang bang type of play and. You know, it, it happens. I'm sure Duncan Robinson wasn't even really that mad about it. And and good for Jimmy, you know, for standing up for his rookie and, and showing them how it's done and how you protect a teammate. And it's that kind of uh, – it's those types of plays that really build your chemistry for what's ahead. And right. it's a long haul in the playoffs. Those seven-game oh, yeah. series are tough. Anyone can win it. And they're going to need all the chemistry they could get to come out of the East. Right. Yeah. And after the game, you know, Rachel Nichols had an interview with uh, Jimmy Butler and she asked him, you know, what, what was that all about? And what was you, what were you thinking there? And he said, you know, I, I don't like other players picking on my young players. You know, I'm going to protect them at all costs. He said, I don't need friends in the bubble. He's, he's down there for, for serious. He's, he's down there to work. He knows what the, uh, yeah. the eye on the prize is down there. So uh, he, he's not taking any crap. One thing on Jimmy Butler too, if he's a great follow on Instagram and so is Tyler hero. And I noticed they always tease each other back and forth. Jimmy is always giving Tyler Hero um, a bad time. But you see it's just a little bit of, of rookie hazing and, and welcome to the league type of stuff. But when push comes to shove, Jimmy's got those guys back. And I think they all know it and respect him as a leader. And that's going to be huge come playoff time. 
Yeah, he's definitely showing he's going to stick up for him and, you know, build that chemistry in that team, like you said. And, you know, it sounds like Jimmy's really impressed with Tyler Hero, you know, the, the oh, young yeah. buck out of Kentucky that's down there. And he's really uh, – <laughs> We all are. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's been a really good uh, good pick for them this year too. So he's uh, I guess other, some other Kentucky players down there with him too, Bam Adebayo, and so uh, it's gonna be a fun team to watch in the playoffs to come, and then also uh, for for years to come down the line. I think a lot of Kentucky guys stepping up in the playoffs, or at least in the these bubble games so yes, far. Absolutely. So um, some more drama that happened uh, earlier on in the week. Uh, DeAndre Ayton actually missed the first part of a game because uh, he did not get his COVID test. If you guys remember last week's episode, we talked about how the COVID testing has changed down in the NBA bubble. Adam Silver announced that they're going to change how they test. If you know a player had an inconclusive test or missed a test, as long as they get another test that comes back negative within uh, before 60 minutes prior to tip-off, they're able to play in the game. And it looks like Aiton was the first recipient of that. He was able to get a test and uh, join his team shortly after the game started. So, Somebody needs to tell DeAndre that they're only testing for COVID. They're not testing for weed or other drugs. So just go take your test, man. You're cool. Right, yeah. Word was that they were not testing for, uh, for anything down there in regards to um, PEDs. I don't know if that's really the truth, but uh, the, like you said, there's testing for COVID, so – uh, yeah, but if your if your team is uh, you know playing for a shot to to go to the finals, you you need to be more focused than that, young guy. You know you gotta you gotta really make sure that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. All eyes are on you, being the top pick of the draft, and you're down there uh, missing something simple as a COVID test. So you gotta you gotta focus a little bit more on what your team needs from you there. Yeah, I'm glad they still won the game, and they only ended up two points away from from a miraculous you know, come back getting to the, to get to the playoffs, which we'll touch on, I'm sure in a little bit. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, when you're having that kind of historic run, you know, you got, you got to be there, man. Come on. Absolutely. And some more carryover from uh, last week's conversation we had with Paul George. I think you had some, uh, some stuff you saw (laughs) there too. Yeah. Well, I guess, uh, so leave it to the ladies to get things uh, escalated. (laughs) So it turns out that, I guess it was, was it Lillard's sister uh, called Paul George's girlfriend a a stripper? And then Paul George's girlfriend came back and called Lillard's sister a cow. (laughs) Uh, Wow. That's That's, that's taking it to a whole new level there. That's raising the bar a little bit on this whole uh, thing. Totally. Yeah, that's just, I mean, look, the guys are doing it. It's, It's competitiveness. It's you know, maybe they took it a little bit too far, but it, it stayed on the court. It stayed about things that happen on the court. You know, going personal like that, you know, all that's going to do is make the guys have to step up to defend their family member, defend their girlfriend. And it's, you know, this thing would have just gone away when we see we see Clippers Blazers in the playoffs. Wow. This is, this is definitely making it uh, even a hotter ticket than it was before what would be cool is if they could take Lillard's sister and Paul George's girlfriend and have them digitally in the stands and have us be able to like video game control them in some sort of like street fighter brawl. Like you could have Lillard's sister, Hadouken, uh, Paul George's girlfriend or, or something like that. while the game's going or at halftime. They're definitely uh, with the technology down there. I don't see the putting it past them. That could possibly happen, I guess. Huh? So Chris Bosh is the referee. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So so Giannis was a little uh, tense the other night too. He actually had a confrontation with a Wizards player, uh, Mo Wagner, 
And uh, they got a little close for comfort. Giannis actually ended up headbutting the young guy and uh, basically getting suspended. This is your reigning MVP uh, of the I league. Know. And the guy who is in the running for, you know, MVP again to, uh, you know, to do this at a time whenever the spotlight's on you as it is. And, you know, the MVP results haven't come out yet, you know, and, and that's just kind of to put a bad name on on someone who's a, a kind of the star of your league. He was suspended for one game Thursday night, which was a game he was probably not going to even play as it was. He was uh, off the court and his team ended up losing. I think they were going to rest Giannis anyway there at the end of that that series before the uh, the playoffs started. They had already clinched their their playoff spot. So, but just to do that, uh, Giannis, come on now, you got to you got to be smarter than that. Your team needs you. Yeah, I mean you're you're risking. I know heat of the moment. You know you're not necessarily thinking ahead, but you know going for a headbutt that's just crazy, dude. Mm-hmm. You know your team is the number one ranked team in the East. And you you do something like that. He had to know what he was doing. It yeah. you know it's I didn't see any immediate regret. I mean, is he was he just that wound up that it didn't occur to him? Yeah, people it, people are not making smart decisions down there in the bubble. It seems like right now. Um, you hear real. about the guy that got kicked out? No. <laughs> yeah. So there was a photographer of all things, an NBA photographer that got kicked out of the bubble was forced to leave the bubble and go home. It was because of a tweet that he sent. And it wasn't something really? that he said, but more like what he tweeted was a uh, a slam or, uh, you know, something degrading for the presidential candidate Joe Biden and his vice president Kamala Harris. He slammed them on Twitter, and uh, the NBA doesn't take to that too kindly, apparently. So he actually got uh, removed from the bubble and kicked out. Yeah, keep it neutral down there, I guess. I mean, we don't know. what. Now we need a photographer to say something bad about Trump to see if they have equal there's equal punishment or if the NBA is biased I don't know uh, I don't something know. tells me yeah I think there's been a know, lot said about Trump down there but uh, they haven't had done anything there just use your head you're an NBA player you're an NBA photographer stick to the NBA talk yeah. about what your job is I don't go to my office and start tweeting out or emailing Everybody, you know, Joe Biden emails or anti-Trump emails or yeah. ma- I don't hand out MAGA hats in the lunchroom. This is your job. You go to work. The, you don't politicize it. You don't get in fights. I know you're an athlete and the moments get it heated up, but use your head. You know better. Yeah. Come yeah. on. Like, that's crazy. You know, speaking of using your head, you know, there's uh, some talk now. Now, Jalen Brown had brought up the fact that, you know, the mental – capacity and the mental uh, state of uh, players down there in the bubble are starting to get affected, you know, down there. And they came up on uh, ESPN the other night and Stephen A was saying, you know, maybe they do need to bring in some, some nice uh, ladies into the, the bubble. You know, <laughs> for, a second, you player... say, for a second, I thought you were going to say, for a second, I thought you were going to say like psychologists. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's some of them, you know, Wusa, you know, but uh, you know, so Stephen A Smith was talking about that. And so, you know, Max Kellerman was like, are you talking, Stephen A., about bringing conjugal visits into the bubble? And Stephen A. is like, well, you know, it, it would help, you know. It's, and it's, it sounds like that that may be coming soon in, in a way. Uh, the family member is going to be coming back into the bubble soon. Well, that'll help. I mean, you got to be careful with, with bringing in ladies or whatever because, you know, that that could just make things worse. <laughs> you know, once, once you start partying and you get girls in there and, you know, you think tensions are high now. Yeah. Wait till that. It's like, look, you guys are professional athletes. You've had no trouble your whole life with the ladies. You can take a f- couple months of just focusing on what you have to do. 
and just getting it done. I know the old Florence Taylor sending prostitutes to the opposing quarterback's room the night before the Super Bowl. It's not going to happen here in the bubble. No, you're in the happen. bubble. Yeah. In, you know, there's not going to be partying. And good. I, w- I want to see the highest level of basketball we have. I want to see these guys with a chip on their shoulder wanting to play. You know, I don't want to see, you know, stupid things like a headbutt or kicking someone. But Chris Paul throwing a ball at someone out of bounds and then a hard screen by Jimmy Butler, that's part of the game. Right. You know, they're not doing anything that's outside of the game. Right. So, you know, just – to focus. You've been fun your whole life, and you got your whole life after this. Right. <laughs> Just focus on what you got to do. Yeah. Now the NBA did send out a memo to all the teams and the players, and they basically said, you know, that they are going to start allowing family members after the first round of the playoffs. So once the first round of the playoffs is complete, and those teams that were in the playoffs who uh, lost the first series are going home, they're going to allow family members to come in and basically take those rooms that the players are vacating. Each team, they're going to allow 17 rooms per team for family members to come in, which basically mm. is about four family members per player to come into uh, to the bubble. Now, to get there, they're going to have to do a seven-day quarantine in their market. So family members coming in from L.A. are going to have to quarantine for seven days in L.A. before the Lakers and the Clippers charter a plane to get the visitors to the bubble. Same thing with the players in Milwaukee and so on and so forth. They're going to have to Hmm. quarantine seven days at their home market before the the team charters a plane to fly the family members into the uh, the bubble. And that's what's going to happen. August 31st will be the first day that the the players will have uh, guests into the bubble. Who qualifies as a family member? That's another thing they sent out. They said if it's not a uh, a family member, you know, cousins or you know, moms, dads, wives, whatever, you've got to have a long-standing relationship with the, this person. So if a, okay. a non-family member was to enter the bubble, the uh, the NBA actually stated that players cannot just have you know an internet relationship over Instagram and like have an Instagram model come in. For that time being, you have to have a long-standing relationship outside of social media for a non-family member to qualify. Right. So, like, kind of trying to, you know, get your girlfriend on your benefits at work. She has to live with you and show an electric bill or something Basically. with your name on it or share a phone bill or something. Basically. Uh, you know, what I was surprised of is they actually said that they're going to allow one adult to come to the game to actually view. So you can have four family members into the bubble, but only one adult can actually come to the game to actually mm. watch the game. Now, if your your wife wants to come and then bring your daughter or your son, as long as your daughter or son is under 32 inches, which I don't know why they put a height restriction on it, but not an age restriction. But as long as the child is under 32 inches, they will be allowed to come with the uh, the spouse or the one family adult member as well to come view the game. Oh well, okay. I mean that makes sense. So it'll be interesting where they where they see them, you know, and how they have the digital board and where the people are. Honestly, when I'm watching the game, I don't even notice that there's not people there. <laughs> the way they have the sound and everything on TV, it, it, they've done a really good job with that. So it'll be it'll be kind of fun to see, you know, how they mix in the real people. I, I guess they'll probably be behind the players' benches. It looks like they usually have about three or four rows of actual seats there for trainers and. Yeah. all those people. So I assume they'll, they'll pack them in uh, there on that one side. It'd be, yeah. It'd be cool if they let Jack Nicholson come down for the Lakers <laughs> to sit in the front. I don't know that he's a family member of anyone there. He's been there for long well, enough. They have a long-standing relationship. There you go. It is a long-standing <laughs> relationship. Yeah, you're exactly right there. Now, one of the things that the NBA did say, you know, bring your family and your kids, but 
Uh, they have to quarantine before they come and they have to stay in the bubble. They will not be allowed to enjoy any of the theme parks down there in the bubble at Disney. So, you know, your kids may come, but they can't join uh, any of the theme parks. So, you mm. know, as, as a player, what I would do is, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd invite mom, dad, my wife down. And in each game, I'd let one of them come to the game and bring my daughter. You know, that's what yeah. I would kind of do. That way, the whole family, you know, four family members get to come down and then each game take a different adult family member to the game. I think that would be kind of cool. Yeah, I like that. I like that idea. I think, you know, good. the NBA is doing it right and, and they're learning just, just like all of us are. But they're showing that the way they're doing it is working. We see mm-hmm. baseball is a mess. You know, they have teams that haven't played in two weeks because they have 18 people that have COVID. So, yeah, here they're allowing two extra, I think it's staff members per team. So not players or anything like that. But, you know, you're shooting coaches or free throw coaches or psychologists, something like that. It'd be interesting what who you really sort of get to see who's the most important people to a team for the playoffs uh, by looking at like who's been invited down and, and who's going to get an invitation here. So that might be something to look at before the next pod, uh, you know, who, who's getting invited down and, and what sort of the level of importance of a, of a job to a team. Yeah. You know, cause right now you got people like the general manager from the Lakers, Rob Palinka, he's actually uh, rebounding for, you know, Dwight Howard and, and LeBron <laughs> James as they're shooting their shots and they're warming up and doing practice. Um, so everybody's there to, to pitch in. People are carrying bags and, and all that that typically wouldn't be. So it'd be nice, especially you've earned that right being in the playoffs to have two extra staff members there to, uh, to help your team out. So uh, yep. good on the NBA for that. That's, that's, that's yeah. good. Get, a little, get into a little bit of injury news. Just a couple hours ago uh, from when we were recording this, Derek Jones Jr. from the Miami Heat mm. went down with a, a pretty significant what appears to be a neck or back injury. Uh, he was actually loaded onto a stretcher and hauled off of the uh, the court tonight. So prayers up to him and his family that, you know, he gets well soon. Like you said, uh, Miami's uh, in the playoffs. I think the fifth seed, they're definitely going to need his help and his assistance. I don't even think yeah. he's supposed to play many minutes tonight being their last game. Well, he's coming off injuries, and he's one of those players that's just sort of perpetually hurt. There's always something. And, you know, when you're a high flyer like that, Sometimes that just goes with the territory. You're, you're up in the air. That's dangerous. You get your feet clipped out. You know, you fall awkwardly. You're, you know, he, uh, he works hard. He's going for rebounds. And he's not the biggest guy. He's kind of got a slight build, sort of like a Jonathan Isaac type of build. And that's, unfortunately, people like the players like that just seem to get hurt a lot. And yeah. hopefully, you know, maybe, you know, he can bulk up and get healthy. And hopefully it's not as serious as it looked because the Heat really do need him as a role player off the bench. He was even started some games this season. He was a former dunk guy who from the Suns who a lot of people thought would really just be one of those, you know, like Kenny Skywalker, uh, you know, type of guys who never uh, really become a key player to a team. They're just more of that good dunker. But he's actually shown that he can knock down the three. He's a really good rebounder. He's a great defender. He gets lots of steals and blocks for from a shooting guard, small forward position. So very important piece to their team. So hope he gets better. Hope he can make it back. Uh, and a really fun guy to watch. Yeah, you know, Miami's really deep whenever it comes to their guard play. You know, you got Goran Dragic, Kendrick Nunn, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler. You know, and you also got Jay Crowder that's injured as well right now, too, for their power forward slot um, and their bigs. So hopefully they get well soon. They're going to need everybody healthy to uh, to go into the playoffs. So looking forward to seeing that. 
somebody else that's going to be missing uh, what appears to be at least, they say, the first few games of the playoffs, and that's Russell Westbrook from the Houston Rockets. Now, there's a, a team that uh, Russell Westbrook, if you remember in the beginning, was away from the team when they first got down to the bubble due to COVID restrictions. He tested positive for COVID, really came back strong during the, um, the scrimmage games and then also the seeding games. But now he's out again, and they say it's a strained quad, which in my opinion could last a while. Those quad injuries and hamstring injuries are something pretty yeah. serious. Yeah, I think isn't that what like Isaiah Thomas had? I mean, he had a tear, and mm-hmm. Tony Parker – those are those are scary, especially for a guy like Russ, who's all about his athleticism, beating guys down the court. You know, he's not he's not the most uh, graceful player. He's a really hard nosed guy who mm-hmm. who makes a living getting to the rim, uh, drawing double teams and kicking. Uh, he's not the most consistent shooter, so he really relies on on his spring and his bounce and, and his athleticism. So. And, and honestly, the way Houston's set up, they're done. If they lose one of those guys, you know, Harden, Westbrook, Covington, they're done. Like, they just don't have the depth. Mm-hmm. They're, they're banking on just outrunning people. Right. And, and they really – I've watched them. They play, like, six guys. They play seven guys most nights, yeah. maybe eight. They're, they're not deep at all. They rarely go, go deep into the bench. Yeah, Westbrook's when- such a huge uh, piece for them. Yeah, that's like what you get whenever you have a coach like Dan Tony is a lot like Tom Thibodeau. You know, he'll run his players, run, 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 run. You know, they don't go very deep into the bench. They do a lot of uh, a lot of running, a lot of fast pace. You know, they are the premier small ball team in the NBA right now. And to have one of your main guards out is really a blow. So hopefully he'll come back before the uh, the middle or end of the first round. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, Houston's one of those teams. I was super excited for them in the playoffs and what they could do. Uh, yeah. they're, they're, they're coming with this whole new small ball look that a lot of people don't think can work, but that's super fun to watch. And uh, this is, this was really D'Antoni's chance to show he's one of those coaches that deserves a lot of attention for what he brings to the game. And so if this worked this year, Harden, Westbrook, D'Antoni, we're all going to get tons of props. So it'd be a shame to see it get taken out because of an injury. Yeah, and you know, uh is going to be a free agent coach next year. They did not agree to an extension, so he'll be a free agent coach next year. It'll be interesting to see where he goes with the opening of the coaching positions that are around and, and it just came up or, and it will be coming up. Uh, one team that is getting a player back, not necessarily from injury, but from actually being quarantined and also out of the bubble, is the L.A. Clippers are getting Montrez O'Hara back or they say game one of the uh, the first round of the playoffs against the Mavs. He should be available to play and available on the court. So that's nice for him. You know, he, he went through some struggle we talked about here on this podcast inside the bubble with uh, losing a family member. But he is back. He is uh, ready to go, rock and roll, a UofL player coming from the Commonwealth of Kentucky. And uh, he's ready to give everything he has for the Clippers to uh, see if they can't go all the way in the playoffs. Yeah, and they'll be getting Lou Williams back, and you know, it, I think it, I think it was sort of a good thing not having Harold. Harold's not going to need a lot of time to to get ready. He's one. Of, I think he's just a, always has energy, and the way he plays, he doesn't need a lot of touch. <laughs> so he's going to be ready, and he's going to come back. And I think it worked out really well for guys like Zubac, who really stepped up and played really well uh, in the in these games leading up, and and he was just a monster in these last few games for them. They got Reggie Jackson is is got a little bit of a role going. Patrick Beverly, I mean, I picked the Lakers, but 
it's hard, man, because the Clippers are so good. Like, they're so deep, and they're the opposite of Houston when it comes to bench. And they can play big. They can play small. With Harrell, gives them that kind of small – the small ball lineup. They can bring Zubac in to play against the teams with the bigger centers. They can play both of those guys together to play the Trailblazers. Mm-hmm. It's uh, – you know they're nasty, man. It's it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a fun race in the West, and the you know it's hard to bet against the Clippers. Yeah, you know, and and it, one of the big injuries in the East that's kind of turning uh, the the main boat there uh, in the East playoffs is with 76ers. You know, Ben Simmons yeah. uh, going down, and then Joel Embiid, you know, showing signs of of injury as well with his ankle. I guess uh, looks like Ben Simmons did undergo uh, successful surgery on Monday apparently to remove loose body from his left knee or whatever that means, but uh, he'll be out uh, reevaluated in two weeks, uh, but most likely he'll be out. That's a big blow for them. That's, that's a big player. Uh, they moved him to the power forward spot this year and had shake Milton be the, um, the point guard. I got snuts this year, but in the playoff bubble, they, they moved to that. And uh, they yeah. really had high hopes for that move. And, you know, shake Milton's been playing okay out there at the point guard spot. But now with Ben Simmons done and uh, Al Horford stepping into the power forward slot, you know, you also got uh, Harris out there. But Ben Simmons uh, done for the year, it sounds like. And then Embiid. So it does sound like he's not going to come back? That's what I'm saying. Uh, He's going to be reevaluated in two weeks. But when you have surgery on your knee, um, you know, and it depends how far the 76ers go in the playoffs as well. That's a big thing. Uh, yeah. you know, if they if they're struggling to, to make it through that, that round about the time he's ready to come back, you know, is it worth bringing him back and uh, possibly re-injuring that knee or another body part? Or does it look like they're going to actually uh, get out of the, maybe the second round at that point or whatever? So it, all, it really all hinges on Joel Embiid and, and him holding the team together, at least until Ben Simmons gets reevaluated until to see if it's worth bringing him back, I think. Yeah, it'll be interesting because, uh, you know, a lot of people were saying, you know, pick one or the other, Embiid or Simmons, and now we get to see what it would be like if they chose Embiid. Right. And, you know, obviously they didn't get to trade and get a good player back or something, but Shake Milton really has stepped up. And that team is still really strong. Horford is, you know, he's older, but, you know, he's not some – he's not Norvis Pell or, right. or you know, uh, Kyle O'Quinn. He, this is freaking Al Horford. I mean, and he's coming off the bench to step in, at, 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 and he is a starter. Yeah. So you're just – you're really just putting a guy who should be a starter in the starting lineup. Right. So I think the Sixers are still going to be pretty scary – they can't afford another injury though, or, or it's over. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know, and it's funny with Al Horford, what he's actually going up against is uh, his old team. You know, he left Boston Celtics and uh, went to the 76ers and now looks like he'll be going up against his, uh, his old team there in the playoffs, uh, Celtics versus the 76ers. So that'll be kind of a surreal thing for him. I'm sure. For sure. The Celtics, you know, Kemba Walker's not a hundred percent with his knee. Mm -hmm. So, uh, it'll be that'll be a good matchup. I'm I'm excited about that one. That's that's going to be. I think that one could come down to six, seven games. Right. Yeah. And I had mentioned earlier about you know the coaching jobs that are opening up. Now one talk around right now hasn't really happened yet, but uh, there's talk about the New Orleans Pelicans moving on from Alvin Gentry. You know that's uh, not the only coach that uh, looks like their jobs are in jeopardy around around the league. But what was really intriguing to me was that. Uh, the Chicago Bulls waited until the end of the seeding games in the bubble to which they were not even in to release their coach, Chicago and Jim Boylan. And he's out. He, they fired him today. Uh, why they waited till now to make that announcement. I don't understand what the, the reasoning behind that was. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, when a guy, a longtime college guy comes to the NBA, it, it always, it, it doesn't really seem to go well. It's got a very low success rate. You know, they gave it a shot. You know, I mean, that might be an interesting spot for like D'Antoni or somebody to land would be right. Chicago or that would be interesting. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens. But at the same time, did they name you know, a successor or anything yet? They have uh, some players, some coaches that they're looking at um, in Chicago as possible options. I know that you know, obviously, shout out to the uh, the Hoopball Chicago Bulls and Hoopball Pelicans. They're talking uh, about those two topics right now of uh, filling coaches and replacement coaches on their respective teams. So if you guys want to hear more about that coaching search, I'm sure that Hootball Pels and Hootball Bulls will be talking about that for, for quite a few weeks until a successor is named. Yeah. Now, one coach that uh, whose role appears to be safe, you know, a lot of these teams get, you know, leave the bubble shortly after there's, you know, talk about their coach being fired and whatnot. But for whatever reason, it sounds like Luke Walton's job in Sacramento is safe. Now, they did announce today that Vladi Divac has uh, stepped down from the Kings. The interim general manager is Joe Dumars. He's going to assume that role until they can find a replacement. It sounds like, you know, that promise was made to Vladi Divac two years ago whenever they traded um, DeMarcus Cousins. He said, you know, if the team isn't on an up-and-up trajectory within two years, then he's going to step down. And it looks like he's a man of his word. You know, they, they didn't make it into the, uh, the playoffs, so he stepped down. Uh, and so they're going to be looking for a, for a GM role to fill. But it looks like Luke Walton's safe out there, Brent. I guess I, – I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm not that surprised. He's still pretty new. There was a lot of injuries he was dealing with this year. It'll be – he's going to be on a really short leash, leash next year, though, I think. They're going to have a, they're going to have a question in the offseason on what they do with, with uh, Bogdanovich. He's a restricted free agent. You have mm-hmm. – you have a guy who you invested a lot of money in now coming off the bench. So uh, it'd be interesting to see what they do there. If they try to bring, I don't, I don't think they, they can, they can bring Bogdanovich back. I think he's going to get a pretty good offer oh, yeah. out there from somebody. And he's played really well here in the bubble. I mean, he's only, he's it's only going to be his fourth season or fifth season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, he's going to be a hot commodity out there on the, on the market. And I think you, you they've already invested too much money in these other guys. So, they're going to have to figure out what they're going to do with Heald, if they're going to trade him or bring him back into the, the starting lineup. But I think I think you have to start him. You have to ride with, with the guys you got and see if he can do it. And, and if Luke Walton doesn't get off to a hot start next year, I think I think he's on the hot seat pretty early on. Yeah, no, I fully agree. And, again, if you guys want to hear more about that, uh, that coach and their general manager, you guys can go on over to uh, Hoopball Kings. They'll be talking about that as well. And, you know, another podcast that was going to have a lot to talk about under the hoop ball name lately is going to be the Grizzlies. So the Grizzlies are going to be uh, going into a playoff situation, into a play-in game, rather, uh, situation with the Blazers. What do you think about that, Brent? Yeah, I'm a, uh, well, I mean, I was hoping for the Suns to make it in. Uh, I did want the Blazers to make it, so I was a little bit torn last night knowing they had, after the Memphis won, knowing the Blazers had to win to make it in. The Suns did everything they could. They went undefeated. They looked great. I think Devin Booker should feel really good about where the team is, is going for next year. I think they have a really good coach who has those guys playing hard. They went undefeated without Kelly Oubre at all and without Aaron Baines, who are two of their best players throughout the whole season. So they're getting those guys back for next year. 
Yeah, these other guys are are getting a year a year older. Aiton is going to get even better. He's still really young. People forget how young Aiton is for a number one pick. His shot's going to develop. He's going to get better. Uh, so the Suns have a lot to look forward to. As far as Memphis and Blazers, I think the Blazers you know are going to win that game uh, pretty pretty handily. I think Dame is is playing really inspired basketball right now. They're missing Jaron Jackson Jr. I think Memphis is lucky to have gotten in. If Memphis wins, I'll be really surprised. The, the Blazers are, are just a big team. They're strong. They have a superstar who's going to be on his A game. So the, the only way the Blazers lose that game is if somehow uh, Lillard just comes out and can't do anything and falls on his face, which I highly doubt will happen. So I think the Blazers are going to get in. That's probably how it should be. Uh, they're going to be a really tough HC to play uh, in the playoffs. Yeah, you know, that uh, that game between the Brooklyn Nets and the Portland Trailblazers, phenomenal game. I mean, hats off to the NBA for, for getting this uh, this seeding and, and uh, playoff game, uh, play-in game stuff together because that was a great game. Karis LeVert, he should not feel bad about losing that game. They they did – he did everything he could. They, they played really hard. In fact, they actually double-teamed Damian Lillard in that game, and that's kind of what kind of kept the Brooklyn Nets in the game was they took the ball – out of the hands of Damian Lillard. And you kind of have to do that at this point. People are going to be uh, – every team is going to be pretty much triple and double teaming Damian Lillard right now. I mean, Damian Lillard, he is only the second player in history to have two 60-point games in a season. Can you take a guess wow. who the other player was to do that? Two 60-point games in one season? That's right. I mean, would have to be Will Chamberlain? That's right. Good job, Brent. Wilt Chamberlain is the only other player. So, Damian Lillard, Dame Dalla – and Wilt Chamberlain, only two players in history to have 60-point games, two 60-point games in the same season. That's wow. pretty phenomenal, especially when you think about times like Kobe Bryant, 81 points, you know, Carmelo Anthony, 60-some points. and Yeah, you know, these, Jordan. Exactly. Exactly. So, But you're right. I mean, the Blazers are kind of the team that the, the, the favorite to win this play-in game set. Um, you know, when you came into the bubble to start this whole re- resumption season off, Memphis held the eighth seed. Now they hold the ninth seed which is going to require them to beat the Blazers who are in the eighth seed twice. So yeah. I don't know that they have it in them once, let alone twice, but we're going to have uh, two games that are scheduled. The very first game between the Memphis Grizzlies and the Portland Trail Blazers will be Saturday, I guess afternoon, you'd say, Eastern time, 2.30 p.m. Eastern time. And that's going to be basically a couple hours maybe after the time that the listeners hear this podcast. If uh, the Portland Trail Blazers end up losing that game and Memphis wins, then they're going to move on to the second play-in game. That's going to be held on Sunday, August 16th at 4.30 p.m. Eastern. And you can see those two games, ABC on Saturday and on Sunday on ESPN. Again, the Memphis Grizzlies, who were the eighth seed, now the ninth seed, they have to beat the Portland Trailblazers twice to make it into the playoffs. Can you imagine that actually happening? Talk no. about a storyline. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if they did, it would be a heck of a story. But I think the Blazers come in and – and just uh, whoop on them on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. I don't even think it's going to be close, honestly. Yeah, I, I kind of tend to agree with you. So uh, the rest of the playoffs uh, will actually start on Monday the 17th. You're going to have the Utah Jazz versus the Denver Nuggets, Brooklyn Nets versus Toronto Raptors, Philadelphia 76ers, like we mentioned, against Boston Celtics, and then the Dallas Mavericks versus the Clippers. That's going to be the uh, first few games on Monday to start the, the first round of the playoffs. So, and then we'll we'll find out uh, by Sunday at the latest. We'll find out who'll be playing the uh, the Lakers uh, on the Western Conference side for the first and eighth seed in the playoffs. 
All right, guys, we don't want to get off of here before we uh, talk a little bit about our sponsors. You know, we've been talking about mybookie.com and Manscaped for a few weeks now. These are two sponsors that uh, HoopBall has. They've been doing phenomenal things for us and for our listeners. We have a uh, promo code we want to give you guys today. You guys have heard our spiels for weeks now. So if you're not onto the Manscaped thing yet, you got to get down on that. Uh, you know, the, the engineers have spent so much time redesigning this trimmer, the Lawnmower 3.0. We really want you guys to get your hands on that. And to show you how much we want to get, want you to get your hands on it, we're going to give you guys a promo code today. So get your Lawnmower 3.0, go to manscaped.com and use the promo code HOOPBALL20. That's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0. You'll get 20% off, also free shipping. That's HOOPBALL. Get yours today and get trimming. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you about my bookie. So say it with me now, sports are back, baby. I've been waiting for this day since March, and now that it's here, I've only got one thing to say on my mind, my bookie. My bookie is a home run, slam dunk, triple overtime, game-winning shot, all wrapped up into one. I love it, you love it, and that should be all you need to hear in order to start betting today. My bookie has up-to-the-minute odds on all your favorite teams, and with the start of the NBA playoffs just around the corner, there's never been a better time to start playing. With MyBookie, it's easy. You bet, you win, they pay. And smart bettors are always looking towards the future. And in this case, that means basketball, hockey, and football. MyBookie is already accepting bets on all your favorite NBA, NHL, and NFL games. There's never been a better time to start exploring the world of online sports betting. Join today and MyBookie will match your deposit 100%. Plus, they'll toss you a free $10 MLB future wager. All you got to do is enter the promo code HOOPBALL when signing up. That's HOOPBALL, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. Remember, at MyBookie, the terms are simple. You bet, you win, and they pay. That's right, guys. And don't forget, promo codes are going to be HOOPBALL. Add the two zero on the end for Manscaped. And for MyBookie, it's just HOOPBALL. So That's right. we're going to wrap up this episode. The thing is going to be the awards. It looks like the NBA announced they're going to have bubble awards. Now, they're not going to do the, the whole, you know, most improved player and rookie and all that. But they are going to do two awards in the bubble, and it's going to be MVP and coach. And they're also going to come up with a uh, first team and a second team NBA bubble team. So they like to call it campus and not bubble. According to Adam Silver, campus is what they've been using. But what do you think, Brent, MVP of the bubble, just the bubble time? Just the bubble? Man, it's been tough because, you know, certain guys have sat out. I mean, i got to go with Devin Booker. I mean, the way he's played, leading the Suns undefeated, I mean, he's been, he's been spectacular. So I, you know, my pick would be, would be Devin, maybe I'm a bit of a homer, but uh, Devin Booker's my pick. Yeah. I'm going to go against that pick and go with uh, Dame Dalla. Damian Lillard had some phenomenal performances uh, in the playoffs. You know, he said coming out in the bubble, he wasn't going to play if there wasn't a possibility for them to make the playoffs. When it comes to Devin Booker, he is from Kentucky, and, you know, I could be a homer with that too. He's done some great things. We've talked about him on this podcast numerous times. My only concern and only complaint with the NBA on that is why even invite a team to the bubble if they're going to go undefeated 8-0 and and still not make the playoffs, still not even make the play-in game? Why, why even invite them to begin with? If they're going to go 8-0 and and didn't even make it to a playoff? That's a good point. Come on now. For the coach, a lot of people are saying it. Um, I tend to agree, you know. I'm going to go with the Suns on this one and go with Monty Williams. You know, he coached that team who really didn't even didn't even have a prayer. Some people are saying they were going to go 0 and 8. And he coached that team to an 8-0 record in the bubble and I don't know if you saw on Twitter that last 
team bolstering speech that he had to say, Hey, yeah, I did. don't let anyone take this away from you. You guys did some phenomenal things down here going eight. No, is something that got everyone's attention. And everybody says that you guys should, you know, have been the play in one of the play in teams. So, you know, don't hang your heads low with that. And I agree. I mean, Monty Williams did a really good job on taking a team down there who really didn't have a whole lot to play for. And they played hard every single game. Their, their role players stepped up and, and they played. So I'm going to say Monty Williams for coach of the year. What about you, Brent? Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, come on, who else are you going to give it to? They, 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 got, they went undefeated without Aaron Baines and Kelly Oubre, two players who were huge contributors throughout the season, and they just – and they took it. You know, yeah, they had a couple – there was a couple of close ones. Devin Booker had to hit that amazing game winner in one. But for the most part, a lot of the games weren't even that close. They stomped on teams. So, you know, I, I would be way more excited about a Blazers-Suns game than I am about the Memphis-Blazers game. So, I, you know, I wish that had been able to happen, but that's, you know, not the way it goes. So, Suns fan have a lot to look forward to next year. Right. Absolutely agree. So it looks like Brent's going to go all Homer team there with uh, Devin Booker <laughs> as the MVP and, and Monty Williams yep. there. So thanks for joining us uh, this episode, guys. Uh, you've been around the association with Doug and Brent. Make sure you guys check out our website, hoop-ball.com. Look at that premium content. We are we have a great website over there. Join the uh, forums. We have uh, pros over there that can answer any kind of fantasy questions you guys may have as well. So again, you guys can find me on Twitter at KY Pro Basketball. That's at Kentucky Pro Basketball. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at the Fantasy Dick. So uh, come talk basketball. Come tell some jokes. Come hang out and have some fun. Uh, but remember, check out Hoop Ball for all of your your basketball, NBA needs, uh, DFS, sports betting, news. We have news on all your individual teams. It's really a great site. So please go check it out if you haven't already. Uh, you will be glad that you did. All right, guys, take care. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.